episode 117 of the book horse pod i'm chris that was like weirdly cheery not <laughs> of the book horse pod oh, we're boy, so boy. Happy here. um yeah i just woke up from a nap and now i'm eating ice cream straight from the carton so you love to see honestly it, that kind of is my best life so uh, maybe that that's why i'm cheery. Best life. that's awesome i was gonna say that sounds great all of those things are great um, I'm going to force us to do a segment that I started last week called name one exciting thing that you did or happened to you this week. Um, I, I had Friday off work and I spent a solid eight hours straight playing Assassin's Creed. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like I literally like was like, I'm not really tired, but I should go to bed because if I don't, my, my PlayStation is probably going to overheat. That's fair. Um, Quinn has been playing what I think is, uh, knockoff Assassin's Creed. It's just called Hitman. <laughs> is that a different game? Isn't Assassin's Creed just about an assassin and you go and assassinate people? It's, it's a different, it's a, Assassin's Creed is like historical. Oh, never mind. This is a different thing. Yeah. Hitman is like real life and then you go and you Hitman people, but it's really funny because they're all set in like third world countries and stuff because you are killing warlords and whatever and Mm -hmm. it's like this big oh is that our smoke alarm sure is um quinn is cooking quinn is making bagel um but he's like a six foot three bald guy and they're like okay put on this poncho now you look like everyone else and i'm like i think they would know (laughs) <laughs> I think that's not maybe an effective disguise. <laughs> Just very funny. Listen, right. a poncho and a fake mustache is the <laughs> universal sign for I am not who I appear to be. Don't look at me. It's so true. Um, cool. That's a great one. Miranda, do you have one? Probably. Come on. You knew this um, was coming. I know. And I, I feel like I had like an actual answer a day or two ago, but I forgot. Okay, I'm going to go, and you think. Okay. Um, we put air in our bike tires and made them ready to ride. Quinn's is squeaky, which means we need WD-40, but mine was fine. I just went and took it on a little jaunt today. Um, it was an extremely short jaunt because it was hot, and I have one gear on my bike. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But it's great, and it's wonderful for running errands in the pandemic because then you don't have to get in your car. And you're doing an air, like, if I have to go pick up beer or something, I will try to, and if I, if I don't have the dog with me, I will do it on my bike because it is efficient and it is vaguely exercise. Cool. That was mine. Um, Miranda, did you make something up while I was talking? Uh, sure. I got out of the house briefly yesterday, um, kind of to do errands. I had to go pick up groceries, but I also went to uh the house that my parents just bought and got to go inside there and get super jealous of their really rad house that's amazing that's a good one did you 
you eat a bunch of shit over there? No, not yet. Not yet. You will. Mm-hmm. I was going to, but then I was like, I gotta, I gotta go to Freddy's, and I had to go to one in Vancouver. Um, oh God. It was the like the soonest pickup time, but yeah. also they did have toilet paper. Oh, there's our smoke alarm again. So, you know, I'll take it. Kristen, I'm really concerned for these bagels. <laughs> there's oh, no. Don't, don't be. There's no part <laughs> of cooking fine. bagels that should need oh. this much smoke. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think, he's. He, it might not be from the bagels. I know he's like trying to recalibrate the oven right now, which would explain this. Well, cause like he, we got a hanging thermometer for our oven because he was like, nothing is turning out the way it's supposed to. Sure. Because mm-hmm. our oven is old and shitty. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I wonder what the, like if I track the temperature in the oven, I wonder how it will be. And the answer is it's all over the place. <laughs> you set sure. it to 375, and it is not consistently. <laughs> it is consistently not at 375 is really what the answer is. But, like, what is in the <laughs> oven that's setting off the smoke alarm? <coughs> there still shouldn't know. be a smoke alarm. I, you know, I don't smell smoke, so I'm not. And I don't even smell anything burning, so I'm not worried about it. He is very good at the kitchen. So I'm fine with what I, he also like, maybe he's like cleaning something. I don't know. I'm, I have faith. Very fair. Very fair. And also like our smoke alarms are very, very sensitive. So, and we don't have a, um, what are those things called? A range hood. So that is really what the issue is. Oh yeah. Because if he's it. making anything on the, on the stovetop, I'm sure it's setting the smoke alarm off. <laughs> He's just usually doing like ten things in the kitchen, so I hope I hope it's not the bagels, <laughs> smoke bagels. Uh, I really I need to get that recipe, that bagel recipe from him because I want to try it. Oh hell yeah! Um, we got everything bagel seasoning. That's the other in- exciting oh, thing that happened key. this week. Yeah. So well, we hadn't. He'd just been making them like salt or sesame seed, just because like I think that's a good way to get a feel for whether or not the bagels are good. Sure because yeah. <laughs> otherwise they just taste delicious because they're <laughs> covered in everything bagel seasoning <laughs> which is the most delicious thing in the world um great thank you for indulging me i think it's fun to to do a little tiny like gratitude session in the beginning of the thing um is anybody drinking uh i, I am beer. yay chris is drinking ice cream but what else are you drinking <laughs> i'm the ice cream i've i've completed my ice cream i have finished my ice cream mm. what what kind of ice cream was it tell us that uh, first it was it is bluebell ice cream oh uh, yeah which is very very good and it's the southern blackberry cobbler it's 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 child the best. it's the that, best one those are all delicious words yeah i you know i would like to say that i just like started eating a lot of ice cream due to the pandemic but i'm gonna be honest i just eat ice cream and have just decided not to feel bad about it so you that's correct you and quinn are similar in that he's also a big ice cream eater especially when he's not drinking as much he's like okay i'm gonna have ice cream then and i'm like great (laughs) oh bless Um, also like it's great because so for those who don't know kate is lactose intolerant so like obviously she does not ice cream that i eat so like you never have to worry about like opening the freezer and like you're sitting up for another eight to last of the ice cream and it's like mm-hmm. well there goes everything i wanted for the last five minutes <laughs> that is really nice because sometimes that does happen it's true um, that's why you strategically pick out your ice cream flavors 
Oh, that too. That too. Not that yeah. I've ever done that, but um, you know, just not to... that she's ever done that. <laughs> living with Quinn. Um, <laughs> um, what are you drinking? Anyway, <laughs> I'm I'm drinking bourbon. I'm drinking uh, balcones, which I asked people from Texas, and apparently they say balcones, even though it's not what it looks like to me. Great. Um, uh, it is their blue corn whiskey. Uh, well, and you're not a good. bourbon guy. Are you trying to become more into it? I'm. I like this. I like some bourbons if they're just okay. not too sweet. Like got it. So this is more. Hang on. Let me take a sip before I talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So this is more of like a smoky mm, kind of like tobaccoy a little bit. A little bit of tobacco, a little bit of barrel smoke. Yeah. Um, like a little bit of like almost mesquite going on. Ooh. Um, love it. And it's not overly sweet. Like my thing with mm. bourbon is it, like if it gets, if it's vanilla-y, mm. it gets like kind of cloying real quick. Yeah. Um, whereas this just kind of has like more of like a burnt caramel sweetness to it. This podcast famously not brought to you by Maker's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because i so like my like number one most hated bourbon like i will not drink this bourbon if it is offered to me is buffalo trace which is like oh that's really everybody funny. loves buffalo like well because it's like super drinkable for the price point exactly if you it's, don't mind the sweetness exactly but i just like literally i have like taken a sip and been like i would not like to finish this glass like no, it thank is you, so sweet for me um what it, do you did you put anything in what you're having now did you put drops of water? Uh, yeah, just a couple drops of water. Cool. I always like to know because you, you're you're always drinking your spirits close to neat, and it's always interesting to me what you've what you've done to them to open them up. So, cool. Um, Burba, what beer are you drinking? Can I assume you're drinking a beer? Yes. Okay. I am drinking a beer. I thought about having some bourbon, um, hey. but then was like, you know, I don't want my Sunday afternoon to be like that. well it yeah i mean i feel like so those no one knows because why would people know this but um we've been we decided that like three o'clock ish pacific four o'clock ish mountain time on sundays is our new recording time because i'm like i decided i can't do anything after work during the pandemic I was just like, it's not feasible for me to do this after work on a weekday. Um, so these two kind, uh, gentle people were were wonderful and were like, great, we can do it in the middle of the day on a on a Sunday. It's like, cool. Um, but anyway, it's working well for us. But three o'clock is a little bit early to be getting into the hard liquor. So I do appreciate <laughs> your honesty there because yeah, it well, would make your Sunday a different kind of Sunday. Also, like. I had a, a staff meeting uh, at work on Thursday. And for some reason, when my boss sent out the email, she's like, feel free to have an adult beverage or whatever. I was like, that's a really funny thing to call out. But then I remembered we already have beer and wine <laughs> at our like uh, staff meetings when we're in the office. Oh, that makes sense. Um, but I had some whiskey and I did not have to talk on the call. So that was good. <laughs> hey, blessings. Um, but no, I'm, I'm just drinking a beer now. Um, back at it again with the Heater Allen. Yeah. Uh, this time I'm drinking their Bohemian-style Pilsner. It is a Pilsner? You don't say. It is Bohemian-style. <laughs> is that the one that's like green and yellow? Uh, it's yellow. I think it's just yellow. Oh, cool. I don't right. remember. 
no just it's you had and you, it says pills yeah you had recommended something and i don't think it's i don't remember it was like the first beer you had in your new apartment uh that might have been the occidental uh hefeweizen Mm-mm. it was okay. something that's color a colorful can well that um, one is yellow and green yes what yeah no no i know what that can looks like it's like the i think it might be the black 15 uh italian style pilsner oh yeah that was that was pretty good um Um, anyway i was like quinn we need to try this and he goes like a week and a half ago oh so it was not that one anyway well yeah we'll, we'll take this offline no one is interested in this but me um but anyway, whichever one it was, Quinn was like, I, I told him, oh, we should pick some of this up. It looks really good. And he goes, "We, you've had that before. And it was <laughs> during this, like, it was in the past few weeks. Like, you're okay. Um, yes, I am not okay. Uh, oh, I think it might have been the bear lick. Never, I, I have to, I'll, I'll look later. It's in the fridge because I almost picked it this time. And I was like, oh, Burb had this first. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about this offline. It's not important. <laughs> um, cool. I am drinking a beer that I have no idea whether or not Chris would like. Um, Interesting. Okay. It's an IPA, but it's a sparkling IPA. Um, That's it's a, okay. It's a sparkling okay. IPA. Um, it is six point six percent alcohol by volume. Um, it says. Here's a beer that's as crisp as it is quenching, with aromas of sugar-covered strawberries, pineapple and mango, and notes of kiwi, white grape, honeydew, and guava. Frame Sparkling IPA refreshes with a new kind of delight. That sounds good as fuck. It's really good. It's, it <laughs> it's a little sweet. Is it? It's a little sweet. Um, it's not very happy. Okay, I'd probably like it. It's yeah. weird. It's weird to me that it's sparkling. Well, it. I mean. All, all beer. I mean, I mean, I know. That's what the bubbles are. I yeah. mean, I know, but like, you know what I mean. One doesn't yeah. generally think of beer as sparkling. Sure. Um, and I don't know whether or not they've done anything different carbonation-wise with this. I would assume not because it's just in a regular beer bottle. But the bubbles look small, but that doesn't mean that they're different than any other bubbles. I'm just remarking upon them because I poured it into a glass for once in my life. <laughs> well anything that's like anything that's like bigger than 16 ounces i feel like i should pour into a glass because otherwise i'm just like really i'm trying to drink too much out of a tiny beer bottle top sure or something i don't know don't ask me how my logic works anytime i think of carbonated beer i think of um me and kate were in utah for a wedding a few years back and uh so, you know, we get there, it's like the night before, and we, like, go out to dinner, and there we go out to dinner at this, uh, like, brewery, and uh, so we go, is I don't, I don't even, maybe in Provo, something like that, um, and Sounds we go, right. and, we, and we sit down, and uh, we're, like, looking at the menu, and A, like, so we show the guy our IDs, and he's, like, sees that we're not from in-state, and he's like, okay, so just so you know, you legally have to order food, because we can't just serve alcohol yay Um, so utah um that's a thing but also every single beer on the menu was 4.2 abv (laughs) yup every single one and so like i got like a it's not allowed to be more than that yeah no it's legally not allowed to be more than that yeah um and so i got like 
I mean, it was all it was all light beer, but I got a light beer, and it like literally looked like cream soda in the glass. And it, it wasn't <laughs> even bad; it was very tasty, but it looked like cream soda in the glass. Yeah, very very interesting. Spring seasonal. Sorry, now I'm just like looking. American ale yeast. Yeah, so it's still like ale yeast and stuff. History. Thank you for telling me about the IPA. That's not what I was asking about. It's like, by the 1790s, the British were established in India. Stop. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I wanted to know about the history. I wanted to know if there was some specific history for this particular sparkling IPA, not the history of IPAs. Okay. That's what I get for trying to look things up. Um, cool. Star Wars? Star Wars. Should we Star do Wars. it? We're wrapping up Tarkin. We are wrapping up Tarkin uh, by James Lucino, if you have forgotten. And it's interesting because, like, I feel like a lot of this one, like, we have an outline and we got questions from the same two of you that usually submit questions. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, and I feel like we're getting to the point with this era that we're kind of just like we're all continuing to talk about the empire in different stages but like we it's like it's a positive and a negative because i feel like we all like we've covered some of this ground before which is some of the interesting thing about like storytelling in a shared universe and like what are the different aspects of it but also and, like this is just such chris, a well-covered area why chris is the supreme ruler of the bookworse pod and generally speaking decides what books we cover when <laughs> Because most of us haven't read any of these before Chris puts them on the Book Wars pod list, even though Chris has read most of them as they came out. So it's really interesting. And, like, it's actually great because he's been a lot more thoughtful about it than, like, me would be. Um, (laughs) So it's, like, I don't know. It's not like he's got some grand plan, but he's got like a list of stuff that we want to cover and like slots things in and out as new books come in and out and blah, blah, blah. Um, But yeah, I, I agree. Like I'm looking at like, we basically listed whoever made this point listed um, all of the different uh, times and places in the canon that we've seen parts of the empire around this time frame, And it's like, Oh, like a lot like exactly what chris just said so anyway that's a shout out to chris for once in his for once in the pod life yeah it was Don't very say that too loud. Oh, wow it's a good for, thing kate's uh, napping right now she would yell I at know, you i know she was considering joining us for this and then she was like fuck that i'm gonna sleep this week which like she's not wrong yeah and also why would you ever want to be on this podcast <laughs> yeah big big mood big mood um, so I believe this was Miranda's point. I didn't write that. I think Kristen wrote that. I didn't. Oh, cool. Weird. Someone wrote <laughs> Catalyst Target Solo Rebel Rising I, and wrote the thing. I didn't even read Rebel Rising. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I like put this together like weeks ago and somebody like copy pasted it in well yeah i i copy pasted it from like the last document like we always do oh stuff to cover on later episodes this is a later episode this does like feel like something i would write but i have no (laughs) recollection of writing it cool great we're off to a great start Um, can you shepherd us through this chris because you know the canon the best thank you yes (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, so you know, we look, and we like take more of like an almost like an academic view of the empire and how an empire rises to power so quickly. And obviously, starting with, <laughs> thank you, Kristen, for next to Lit Cannon wrote parentheses. Who is she? Keep going. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Chris doesn't. T- in Chris's defense, he usually does not get sidetracked when I do dumb fucking shit in the document while <laughs> while we're recording. <laughs> so I'm actually a little bit happy that I actually got him to break his like <laughs> c- cognizant point. <laughs> it's like it's like when everybody on SNL is just like trying to fuck with each other and trying to get each other to break so yes. badly. It's like that. Chris also just ignores me when I um. Make an aside that is totally irrelevant and not funny to anyone but me. He just keeps plowing right through, which is why this podcast is somehow has gone 117 episodes. I know it's like every time I'm like, "This is episode X." I'm like, "That's a that's too many really numbers. startling high number." <laughs> um. Anyway, so the empire and like obviously the empire was only around for about 23 years, which is in the grand scheme of things. Not a particularly long time. But at the same time, they did develop total control really quickly. And you look at a book like Catalyst where it starts in the Clone Wars and the focus is on building the Death Star, obviously. And Krennic talks a lot and Tarkin talk in that book about how they're still pacifying areas. Now, some of that is to like keep the feeling of perpetual wartime, as I think we talked about when we read Catalyst. And just, like, kind of make the populace still feel like they're in danger. But also some of it is that, yeah, like, the Empire is expanding. Like, they're still, like, figuring things out. Like, they were able to get all the institutions grandfathered in from the Republic, but it's still not perfect. And then in Tarkin, we have this kind of, like, mid-level view of we're definitely past that because the Empire is, you know, as we've seen from some of the bureaucratic meetings as we've seen from some of the various planets where the empire is more feared and respected it is much more consolidated power but it's also not like a new hope empire strikes back levels of the empire is like 100 percent of your life totalitarian up in your face every day and then um in solo with uh we see empire more in power still expanding doesn't feel quite as all-encompassing yet and i think part of that is just the nature of solo and the subject matter there is and a solo book right what is this there's called? a novelization oh okay. do you mean i know i mean yeah the, i don't mean the novelization do you mean um um fuck most, most wanted? wanted yes thank you okay cool are we talking about most wanted here no no We're i was talking most about talking the about the actual story. movie okay great then I didn't read because I wrote the lit canon. I wrote the lit canon part. So. <laughs> nice. Sorry. Keep going. Um, I should just start posting the outlines <laughs> so people can look at them while we're record- while they're listening so that they can be like, oh, this is what these dumb fuckers are talking about. Right. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> well, sometimes they're very boring because we're all lazy and just write exactly what we want to say. And sometimes they're like out there. They're mostly boring and um almost at all times difficult to follow (laughs) yes um but yeah and so solo like it's a little bit different obviously because it's not a movie about the empire they are not the main antagonist but also like 
that you couldn't it doesn't feel like you could do a movie in the era of a new hope empire strikes back where the empire was not the main antagonist so like i feel like that's itself speaks to their power in that era and then you skip ahead to something like rebel rising which is kind of midway through the empire and there like you've got young Jin, you've got you know saw Gerrera fucking shit up and the empire is very much in power in that book um they control shit obviously they've taken galen and killed lyra and they're still limited yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're still limited quote-unquote terrorist activity um as as you look at the partisans but it is it is just that it's limited it's notable when something like that happens because it doesn't happen very often Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, even in Solo, where it's like, this is obviously, the Empire is not the main um, antagonist. Like, it's, you know, and they do have a lot of control over the galaxy as a whole. You know, you still see Han Solo uh, join up, and he's, like, fighting on some, like, shitty planet somewhere trying to do whatever the empire is doing there like if it was consolidating power or like putting down some kind of uprising like they they're still out there fighting that they're kind of the whole existence i'm i'm just laughing because what's that line where hansel is like what's the fucking point of what we're doing (laughs) and he's like spreading the empire whatever the fucking line is it's it's better if i would have known the quote which you know i famously don't know any quotes no i know i i know what you're talking about though like it's like the what what is our objective yes clearing the planet of hostiles it's their planet we're the hostiles <laughs> yes exactly Which, in a totalitarian they're, regime always a good point to bring up yes they're the baddies thank you chris for just knowing all of star wars it's just all up there in your brain um awesome yeah, that, I think that was like a really uh, succinct way to to do that. So thank you, Chris, for taking this orphan point that wasn't an orphan point because it was actually your point, but then you reimagined it and a rediscovered point. it. An abandoned point, a bastard <laughs> yes. point. Yes. <laughs> Very Game uh, of Thrones-esque point. Yes. Um, cool. So we got some good questions about other bureaucratic bullshit. Um, so friend of the pod, Drew asks in, in the Patreon Slack, uh, are you happy with the introduction of the judicials as an explanation for how the Republic actually maintained peace because the Jedi are too small of a force to really do it? Um, I spent most of this book very confused about who the judicials were. So I'm going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fair yes yeah like, when did uh, they because i know that like they were talked about a lot and they were talking about the difference between like the isb and the judicials and law enforcement and blah 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 and i was like do we know who these bitches actually are Chris, yeah, have we seemed, heard of the du- judicials before and it, it seems like they were just talked about like we should already know about it yeah which i is, don't which is fine but i don't remember if they were mentioned in like the clone wars tv show for some reason or for example like i don't think they were mentioned anything else um they're definitely not mentioned prominently anywhere i think 
I mean, I think the point behind them is they're kind of like the pre... Like, they're kind of like, you know, even in peacetime, you have to have some sort of military, right? Like, even the New Republic had its tiny navy with Dave Filoni and Deborah Chow flying X-Wings. You know what I mean? So, like, it's... They had people, but it just, like, was not even close to the scale you would need in a war. Like, they probably had, like, a few thousand people to go serve as advisors on planets where, like, uh, like on Pygel, for example, in Master and Republic, or Master, Master and Republic, Master and Apprentice, <laughs> um, where, like, if they had needed any additional forces for to fight the again quote-unquote terrorists there they probably would have sent like some judicial advisors if the jedi hadn't worked out um or rather if it had like gone to a hot war more quickly because it was very much kind of a cold war but before that hot war um judicial uh i'm on the judicial forces wikipedia page um and we don't really know a lot of uh the members or what the fucking deal was so Thank you, Chris, for just continuing to know way too much about Star Wars. It really brings a lot of good to the podcast. I mean, um, joking aside, having the perspective of, like, being a white man and being like, I feel like I know what he's talking about. Like, that's that's super real. So, yeah, fair. Um, so I'm going to read all, the four members that we know of. Uh, Captain Mayoi Matacor. Sure. Yeah. Mat- Matisse don't know who that is that him i remember i want to say he was from catalyst sure i'll click through and antidar williams and then tarkin yeah i antidar williams that is the most star wars name (laughs) (laughs) oh my god he wait okay where do we know him from um not nowhere why is there a photo of him (laughs) I guess he was in legends? something. No, it's canon. Oh, that's Is so it weird. one of those things where like this was a person? Yeah, yeah it's pro- it's he's probably like a background character. Yeah, from, like, it's like uh, great, thank Phantom you. Menace or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but it like doesn't tell. I hate that's one thing I hate about Wikipedia is that it doesn't necessarily tell me where it happened. Like in the canon, it's like biographical information. He died in thirty two BBY, <laughs> and so the ship the be... the ship that he died on, and I'm like, but. What? Where? Ooh, <laughs> what? wait. What was the name of the ship? Uh, the Radiant Seven. Okay, that doesn't help me. But aboard the Saka. Well, it's S A A K apostrophe A K. I don't know how to say it. Can you can you put it in the cast chat? Because I want to look this up. Sure. I, I'm wondering. Yes, if I, it was... I think it's I think it's a bullshit. Um, it's not bullshit. I shouldn't say that. I think it's like a. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yes, well, I will put 32 it. Thirty two BBY chat. would have been Phantom Menace. So I'm wondering right. if he is like one of the people on Qui Gon and Obi Wan ship that gets blown. I up. think. I th- believe that is correct well, because yeah. it said that the Radiant Seven was aboard the the like space station thing in Naboo. Oh so, yeah, yes. the, okay then yes. that's it. Yes. Anyway, yeah. I'll still put it in the chat. God damn it, Chris! What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you know that? Because I have no other marketable skills, Kristen. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I have no marketable skills, and I still don't know things. So, <laughs> uh, okay. 
uh, someone else talk so I can. Sorry, I was looking it up on my phone so that I'm not okay. typing real loud. It's fine. It's um, a thing. Oh, go ahead, Miranda. The judicials were not well fleshed out. Thank you for that question. <laughs> Big if Drew. true. We all remain very confused except for Chris. <laughs> um, well, I wonder if okay, we're going to get... Be, to, to be fair, if they were well fleshed out, there would be more than four members on Wikipedia. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to get more about the judicials in the upcoming High Republic publishing and I mean, that'd projects. that'd be like a, a great thing to cover, but for the purposes of Tarkin, what the fuck? Yeah. Sure. It's like, this feels fake. Yeah, and I, and I feel like that's like something that Lucino's books always kind of walk the line on because and this is where i make a lot of our viewers mad so yeah do few, it you they're not the few viewers legends books, they're listeners yeah whatever Same thing. one of the few Still legends nice. books that i've read is darth plagius which is also by james lucino and i really disliked that book <laughs> which is an unpopular opinion um among people who have read legends it is thought to be Generally a good one. And to me, it just read like a long Wikipedia article. Cool. And I feel Miranda, like that's you'd probably something... love it. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, like it was an interesting Wikipedia article, but it felt like a Wikipedia article. It was an interesting and so Wikipedia it, like, article. Didn't... <laughs> like it just didn't feel like there was like a through line of like a point to it. And I feel like Lucino always kind of like runs that risk because he's very old school sci-fi and like with star wars you kind of can't define things too well because it's like it's not sci-fi it's like space fantasy and like we don't need to know how hyperspace works we just know that it works you know what i mean how dare you bring up that things are faking in space on my book yeah. pod i know i know it's it's a bit it's a big spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen star wars to be sure <laughs> Um, also, how did you get here? How yeah. did you find us? <laughs> Episode 117. First time in. Yeah. First time, long time. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so like, I feel like that's something that Lucino struggles with. And I feel like the judicials was him being like, I don't need, like, this isn't a salient point. So I'm not going to talk about it, which like good instinct. I'm proud of you. But like, maybe you could have spared another sentence somewhere. Oh, yeah. Like, why bring it up? Yeah, the and, whole, they like, have, the whole and they have fucking, chapters and they have fucking and they have Palpatine talking about it. Palpatine's like the end of the judicials; they're coming to an end, and it's like whom? <laughs> like the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, they're coming to an end. We never. Who is she? <laughs> I know, and it's funny because usually it's a big pet peeve of mine when characters are like the judicials. You know, the police force that we have. Like, yes, we can assume shared knowledge between these two characters that live in this society. But in this case, you need to give us some sort of hint. I would have yeah. been fine with that uh, parenthetical <laughs> in this case. Well, I think, like, so much of this book is it's just us, like, looking at Tarkin's thoughts and reading his thoughts. Um, like, you could have been like, oh, reading yes. Reading the things in his know, head? My... <laughs> My time in the judicials, you know, blah, blah. You know, one time we had a mission to do this. And just, like, literally any fucking context for what the hell they were yeah, doing. Yeah, I was like, what, is this a normal thing? Why did they yeet you guys onto this fucking planet? And you guys are all idiots except for Tarkin somehow. I mean, like, the, being idiots except for Tarkin is, like, par for the course. 
on Star whatever Wars. the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, I was gonna but say, like, can I introduce can, you to the Star Wars? Can I introduce you to um, every time anyone thinks anything is a good idea in Star Wars and only one being knows what they're doing? Um, the Star Wars story. Like, that's... <laughs> well, like... But it, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm like, did we have to make him part of the judicials? Couldn't it have been something else that is better established that we could have stretched to do to like plug the same story into? Right? It's like whatever. He he could have been in some some other bullshit republic thing that like it, it's almost worse that like allegedly we were supposed to know about the judicials and there are four of them and two of them we know from the quote unquote no from the prequels like it's um i just wish it would have been like this other invented thing you know it 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 felt a little bit like they were looking for a reason to make him like hashtag known in the right circles yeah uh, before the clone war started for sure which is like fair it i'm like laughing at this because i'm like it's too interconnected make it less interconnected yeah. <laughs> on my book wars pod but like also yeah, it it smells of something that has been uh shoehorned in and that is always off-putting in a book yeah that's very true points um cool Another one from Drew in the Patreon, Salak. Uh, do you think the reason for Teller's rebellion is justified? Or is it more of just naval intelligence meddling gone wrong? So, I'm not sure I understand the point about naval intelligence meddling. Um, but, like, I think there's a couple things at play here. One of them is, like, perspective. Um you know, I look at it, does anybody need justification to rebel against the Empire? No, TM? they're genocidal maniacs. <laughs> they're genocidal maniacs. No, do whatever the fuck you want. Famously. Uh, <laughs> um, Shout out to me earlier on Twitter calling Tarkin a genocidal maniac. I didn't just pull that out of my ass. <laughs> I mean, I did, but it was just earlier. <laughs> but, like... I mean, he certainly thinks he has justification. If if like we're gonna be just like third parties with no nothing in this game, like yeah, he like to him it's a reason. Like, look, the Empire fucking killed all these people on this moon because they're genocidal maniacs. Um, blah blah I blah. Have, <laughs> if I had my air horn, that's when I would do it. <laughs> I have access to some information that could hurt the Empire. What should I do with it? And then the Empire's like, "What the fuck is this? Why is he attacking us?" Like. <laughs> I want to do hood rat shit with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's justified. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 Sorry. interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because it's 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 kind of like it's kind of like the intent versus impact thing, right? Like, the impact is like rebelling against like a genocidal system, which is obviously you don't need justification for that. Um, but I'm like, but I also think of like. You know, the many times in history where there's been, like, one tiny failed rebellion led by some upper-middle-class white bro who, like, got insulted by someone and then decided to do a rebellion about it. And it's like, it's like the, the, the lower class is crying out, help us! And, I'm, and me saying, hey, man, listen, I was just mad at him. I don't care about you. <laughs> And so, like, masculinity I feel like was... in my Star Wars. Yeah. So, like, I feel like, like, justified is a is a 
not not a term that I think applies here because like it is always justified, but it also definitely feels like congratulations on picking one of the seven million atrocities they've already committed and making it your pet project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like they're doing this everywhere, and he sees it on the moon, and it's like this seems bad. Well, it's like the other <sighs> side of the um, who's the who's the dumb fuck from last episode who was like the mole inside the empire but rancid. like not really yeah um it's like the it's like the other side of the coin of rancid it's like well i didn't get what i wanted and things are bad it's like uh yeah you're part of an imperial war machine that that's gonna that's gonna happen if you yeah. if you buy into that is that not what I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah, it's very much like when CIA officials write like tell all memoirs and like choose to harp on like one decision that they really didn't like and everybody's like, "What about the other genocides?" So it's kind of like that, you know? Like <laughs> kind of. Yes. <laughs> a yeah. Yay, genocide pod. Yeah. Right? <laughs> We've said genocide a lot today. Okay, well like guess what? As we all know, remember all of those times that the Empire did a genocide? <laughs> it was the whole Star Wars. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> they were like, um, do we just need to do uh, just like a light genocide to get what we need for the Death Star? Okay, cool. That sounds great. Just, just a light genocide. God damn it. It's an appetizer. Fuck my life. I'm so sorry. Um, great. Uh, survey says no, is what Miranda wrote in the thing. Kristen, um, I just, I just, sorry, I just, I just opened up the Wikipedia article that you sent me. It literally yeah. says, <laughs> what? Piloted the cruiser while transporting two Jedi ambassadors, Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay, I didn't read that part because I was on mobile. It so was, it's I, the first part. It's okay, single paragraph. I, I didn't read that part because the photo and that first part, like the stuff, the biographical information, physical description stuff is above that on mobile. So I was like, there should be something that's also like where it come from. <laughs> there should be something in the like little under the photo did Wikipedia. You, did you not scroll down? No, I, I can't. You know, I can't read while I'm trying to speak or generally. Um, <laughs> great. Uh Sorry. I just I, I finally clicked over to that tab to see if I was Listen, right in my assumption. Fuck, yes. And needed to bring that up. I know. Well, I read that part after I after I opened it up on on the regular computer and was like, oh, lol. <laughs> Captain, look, shields up. That's apparently Antidar Williams and Mao Matacor's last words. Sure. Thanks, guys. Sorry. Sorry, I can't read. Once again, can't read on the podcast. Um, we take, uh, this isn't really a, a bit of a left turn, but um, we go from talking about the bureaucracies and the empire, and we do a super zoom um, with the great Instagram music super zoom in, in on Darth Vader's face. Um and the question is, does anyone fucking respect him? <laughs> uh, and the answer is, besides Tarkin. <laughs> um, 
I think the answer is, uh, it depends on what you mean by respect. Are people <laughs> afraid of him? Um, do they know they ca- he carries a laser sword? Yes, they do. Do they know how to shut the fuck up when they're around him? They sure do. Does that mean they respect him? It does not. Um, it's very like, uh, it's very uh, Kylo in uh, the hidden boss of SNL. Uh, <laughs> it, like they all know it's Kylo and they just know to shut the fuck up around him because he's Kylo. Um, anyway, Kylo has a six pack. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. People yeah. can't respect him because they'd be scared. Vader took the question, do you want to be respected or feared? And like went super hard in one direction. Yeah, but like, do because you want Anakin to be? never respected anyone. So he's like, what is <laughs> yes. option A? Um, but like, I think if you asked Vader, he would be like, yes, I want to be respected. Or he'd be like, counterpoint to my point i'm having a conversation by myself um (laughs) counterpoint to my point why be respected when everyone could just be fucking afraid of you isn't that better i think those are like the two things the two the two options that he would give to himself and in either place like it doesn't fucking matter yeah i mean he's still gonna kill them i think like his proximity and direct line to Palpatine, like the further we move along in the canon of like the 23 years of the empire existing, like the more important that becomes because Palpatine becomes even more of a fucking shut in. And like, I think that's part of why maybe Vader goes from being like a dark masked, doofus who everyone's afraid of but also think like also wouldn't sit with at lunch um to like <laughs> being <laughs> being this person or being this being that or i mean the person i suppose underneath of all that um being this person that everyone's like uh i don't know what to do about this but he does talk to palpatine and palpatine doesn't talk to anyone anymore so yeah and i feel like the other aspect of this, like, not just that, like, Vader wants everybody to be afraid of him, like, looking at how Anakin interacted with people, like, he obviously was a Jedi, but, like, he also, like, knew Yularen, and, like, Yularen, like, knew that he was a reasonable military mind and, like, kind of a dick, but, like, <laughs> was smart. And I feel like if you look at the Imperial Brass now, you don't really have that. Like, you just, they just see him as kind of like the Emperor's, like, attack dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he... when Chris says smart, I just want to um, put that into deep air quotes that, like, <laughs> about, Anakin. An- about Anakin thinking that things are good sound war tactics um, when he's just a dumb child. But anyway. Mm-hmm. And what's the, the worst thing that there could happen? Too. Well, we could all die. Well, we could all fucking die, Anakin. Why do you keep saying what's the worst <laughs> that could happen every time you talk about something stupid? Who says no? But at the same time, like, you know, when, when people who will later, um, or just people in general who are, like, dealing with Anakin in the Clone Wars, um, like, they have time to develop, like, some kind of rapport with him. And it's like, oh, here's this Jedi. He's... Got some really fucking stupid ideas of how we should go into this battle. 
uh, but Vader just like kind of shows up out of nowhere, and Palpatine's like, "I got a puppy," and like, that's did, all they listen, that other people know about him. When you it's get a like, puppy, it, it's really hard to stop talking about it. <laughs> um, like it's this big scary thing came out of nowhere, and he's got a lightsaber, and he's gonna kill us all. <laughs> yeah, but it's also interesting when looking at the top too, because like. You look at Vader, and obviously he's a very solitary figure throughout his existence, and the only person who he really has a relationship with, the only people, are Tarkin and the Emperor. And the Emperor doesn't respect him either. Like, the Emperor sees him (laughs) as, like, a stupid piece of shit who he can use to get his goals. Like, that is not a relationship based on respect. I mean, that, but that is true of all Sith apprentice relationships. No, absolutely, absolutely right. And so that is like, it's interesting looking at the relationship with Tarkin because Tarkin is the only, like, potentially the only person who actually respects him. Like, has worked with him, is like, yes, you you have a sound tactical mind that definitely isn't Anakin Skywalker because you want that to be a secret for some reason. Like, who the fuck cares anymore? Yeah, so it's just interesting Ooh, to see that, like, unique... Woof Woof. Who's Woof Woof is that? Sorry. Oh, there's... I have my windows open, and there are some very loud dogs in the neighborhood. There are. Having walked my dog in your neighborhood frequently. So loud. I feel yeah, like I know I... which dog that is. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Great. This is great. This is all good content. Hashtag good content. Um cool yeah but to chris's point like the emperor doesn't respect vader tarkin kind of does um but everyone else is like okay so here's what we know he's big and scary and has a lightsaber and he loves the force which um yeah fucking weirdo what the fuck man it's like the the guy who like comes onto like a college campus and is screaming about the end of the world Except, and everyone's like, look at this religious nut job or whatever. This is interesting. Ex- Let's except, go get drunk. What? <laughs> except this is Vader and his thing is about, like, killing people. So true. Yeah, like, you look at, like, some of his interactions that we've seen, like, in the movies, for example. Like, you look at in A New Hope with Admiral Moti, like, just, Vader's like, nobody cares about this battle station because the Force. And Moti's like, yeah, okay, bro, before he then gets choked out and then like you look at empire strikes back where admiral ozzel like is really not that concerned with what vader thinks about his battle plan for hoth and then he dies because <laughs> vader's because vader's <laughs> like, you have the last time because you're an idiot <laughs> so like you don't get a lot of people who are who actually who are on his level or close to his level in the imperial brass and think that he is an opinion worth getting on your side. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he's kind of like the Luca Brazzi of Star Wars for a- any Godfather fans. Like, everybody thinks he's, he's big and dumb, but also that he will kill you. Like, that's not a question. Yeah. Like, he that's just, will kill you. Yeah. So, like, it's... Which, like, I don't... You know, obviously, is he like that is a different conversation, and we've had that many times about, like, what his interior motivations and stuff is like. But... That's kind of, I feel like, the opinion of the non-force-wielding, largely human 
Imperial Brass. It's a great point. Thank Honestly, you. I just want to watch The Godfather, so that's kind of why I worked <laughs> that in there. Hey, it, that's fine. I just speaking of mob things, um, I finally started The Sopranos, so that's happening. I've never um, actually seen it. Oh, it, you know, I don't know whether or not you'll like it. I'm really enjoying it, but I'm also. I think I would. Jersey, Ironically, so. the like I seen like two episodes all the way through because my parents watched it, but I was young. Naturally. And one of the two episodes I've seen all the way through is the finale. Oh, no, that's <laughs> not good. I mean, well, also, like, I mean, it, it, it actually because... doesn't matter because it's the Sopranos and, like, the, the stuff that happens is, like, dirt. It's not like break, it's not like seeing the finale of Breaking Bad, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's not. And I and it's it's funny because, like, the finale is, like, very, like, controversial because, like, people are like, what happened? And, like, other people are like, no, this is a perfect finale and exactly what the show is about. And yeah. So, like... It's, it's actually a very interesting storytelling conversation to have there, which is not the purpose of this pod. Yeah. Look forward to a bonus episode on me and Chris talking about The Sopranos. Um. Yeah. In like 15 years when I finally watch it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We're in quarantine. Also, like, yeah. I what are we doing? Uh, Cool. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and then we're going to we're going to do uh, Tarkin versus Vader. And then we're going to talk about Tarkin. And then we're gonna end the podcast. That's what it says on the. That's what it says on the outline. Um, true. Yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about Tarkin versus Vader and like what, how they are different as cogs in the Empire. Um, <laughs> but did, we did not really talk about like why they both need to exist. I mean, I think in a lot of ways it's like <laughs> obvious. Vader is like a scary boy with with laser sword um and tarkin is like uh i will file the paperwork to kill you so that's helpful um <laughs> they are obviously doing different things i guess is what i'm my dumb ass is trying to say <laughs> someone take this point for me yes. please <laughs> <laughs> I tried my best, okay? I, I feel like Tarkin's almost more like he'll give the order for someone to kill you and then he'll figure out the paperwork. Like, I see him in this analogy as being like the the one girl from um, the story and oh, from a certain point of view. He's that girl. What? He's that girl. It's like, so here's all the forms you need to fill out, and that'll make it look like this. Oh, yeah, fair. And Vader's like, can I kill now? That was such a good, that was such a fucking good story from a certain point of view. I want to do, like, an encore presentation of that, but it's just us re-recording and talking about it again, because they're so good. Yeah, that was a really good story. Yeah, I feel like Tarkin is, like, very, he's the one who actually, like, thinks through killing people as opposed he's the to the one like, who knows there are consequences to his actions whereas vader he doesn't care that there are consequences consequences to his actions yeah it's like it's like tarkin will like be going through like all his like reasoning for why somebody needs to die and then vader will have killed them 20 minutes ago like <laughs> and tarkin's like god fucking damn i mean like you're right but fuck like really? i had a whole thing planned but yeah, so it's just like, it's interesting because he's like the thoughtful one about actual governance. Because like, obviously, 
the emperor emperor doesn't care like we've we've known that before we really see it in this book he does not care about governance at all like the empire is a means to power not a means of governance for him and vader obviously the empire is a means for murder yay and so Tarkin is like weirdly enough the one with actual like governing experience and like he was governor of Iriadu he like was a captain and then an admiral in the clone wars and then he like is managing uh sentinel base so like he's doing all sorts of shit behind the scenes and like he's no less ruthless than anyone else but like he is the one who like is actually making the day-to-day decisions like you know you look at tyrannical regimes like in real life you know for every like idea man like hitler you have like a oh why can't i remember any of the nazis names now like a goebbels or a goering or like the people who are in charge of the of the camps for like every trump you have a stephen miller like you have the crazy people who just like want to say stuff or I was about and, to say Kierkegaard actually... and he's just a German philosopher. I, I mean, was gonna he's say, just a Danish philosopher. Very, I'm so very wrong. Different. I'm so sorry, Soren Kierkegaard. I am so sorry. Very, very I, different. I am on a lot of uh, allergy medication that I'm not supposed to be drinking on. So <laughs> I am so sorry to Soren Kierkegaard. Famously dead. Yeah. <laughs> Famously a listener of the pod and also dead. Yeah. Um, Tarkin, Tarkin's like the band-aid, like at the giant crack in the bottom of a submarine while the water is rushing through. Like Cracks he's in the submarines, one famously bad. <laughs> he is the one who's going to hold the whole fucking thing together while everyone else is around just like fucking shit up. Yeah, and that you need analogy people. doesn't make sense. No, 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 no. I get you though. <laughs> like, and you need people like that. You need people who are going to actually care about, you know, whether it's the mission or the country or the empire or whatever, whatever the overall entity is. You need people who are going to actually believe in the mission for reasons other than just believing in the mission. Like, you know, you have people who just believe in the dark side and so want power, or who just believe in white supremacy and aren't actually that smart to come up with policies about it. How then, dare you say white supremacists aren't smart, Chris? <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry. Just no, no, no. <laughs> white supremacists are bad, and we do not condone them on this podcast. Is that Has that classic, been clear? But classic the SJW that opinion, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> that white supremacists are fucking idiots. Yep. Mm. Um, but yeah, but you, like, you need the upper mid-level people to actually, like take your bullshit and turn it into policy like you need the steve bannons and the stephen millers and the fucking i was gonna say jared but we all know he doesn't do shit um, he doesn't do he shit is, speaking of she? very stupid people <laughs> speaking of who is she <laughs> um but like you need you need the people to actually implement your plans and that's kind of what harkin's role is like he's no less ruthless but he is the one who actually thinks through how to implement ideas and in this case ideas of yeah, he's the one who who recognizes that an actual bureaucracy exists and that it can be used to do things. Yeah, like he doesn't care about it in the sense that like he doesn't believe other people have better ideas than him, but he knows how to work within it. Mm-hmm. Good points had all around. 
Hooray. So a Patreon slot question from Drew again. Yes. Just our, our segues are hey, really on point today. He, oh, I was going to say, thank God for Drew and his asking us actual fucking questions on Patreon. I know, right? Um, slot question. Did you like having the old clone veteran who keeps on getting on and off Vader shit list? Yes. I was just confused about how he survived past the first Same. fuck up. Same. Like, yeah, but he was like in Vader's inner circle at that point. So I think like Vader has more, I think, actually, I have a point about this as I belch into the mic. Um, I think Vader is like much more forgiving of people in his like direct circle who have like done stuff with him and like have shown loyalty in different ways than he is with like bullshit people in the fucking empire who are like, okay, Vader. Like, I think, like, people that he's served with, like, and we don't know whether or not he served with this person when he was Anakin, um, there's a good chance he probably did if it's somebody that he, like, trusted enough to bring into his Vader inner circle of stormtroopers. Um, But it's just, like, I think he's got a lot more leniency. Like, I think he knows that everyone hates him. To a certain degree, and that, like, these guys will go down for him, which is, like, why he keeps them around and doesn't kill them immediately. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think it's interesting because I, we don't, uh, this is, like, a whole separate conversation that we don't really have any information on. But, like, it is interesting because, like, I agree. I think we have to assume that Crest was in the 501st during the war. Yeah. And so, like, is one of the only ties... To actual Anakin that Vader has left, and so that I think is somehow keeps concept. him around. It's an interesting thing. Yep. Indeed. Good talk. Cool. Um. Cool. Last point. Does the story change how we feel about Tarkin as a character? Mm, yes. Yep. I think so, because we have so much more uh, information about his hashtag gritty backstory. Yeah, he's definitely more ruthless than yeah, I you did get not, the feeling of from I did not, A New I Hope. I did not think he was going to have like a, I'm going to send you out into the forest and hopefully you come back backstory. That is not what I was anticipating. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, you're four years old, you're going to the shooting range every day. I thought it was going to be like that sort of yeah. situation. Oh, I thought it was just going to be like some rich kid grows up to be a white supremacist situation. Oh, all see, all of these are good. They're good stories, Brent. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I don't think that we don't get a glimpse. I mean, obviously, we get a glimpse of Tarkin being uh, ruthless in A New Hope and... Um, oh, why do you say that? Oh, you know, one time he blew up a planet. Hmm, they have true. Yeah, and like in in um, Rogue One as well, when they uh, kill Jeddah. Um, but like, you know, I didn't really like Tarkin. You know, like I mean, obviously not like as a person because he's fucking terrible. <laughs> to be fair, they only but destroyed Jeddah City. Yeah, he it did save the rest city. of the planet. Oh my god. So, <laughs> and it was like a um, desert planet, so there were like a ton of people outside. And also, like, they were poor. So. <laughs> Christ. 
Oh my god. But it, yeah, you know, in in the films, he's just this evil dude. He's shitty. He's bad. We don't fucking like him. And then we get this book, and we still don't fucking like him because he's shitty and a bad dude and really smart. But like, he, I just feel like we get so much, obviously, so much more of his character. And the way, like, I, I came into this not expecting to like it at all. I was kind of dreading reading this, but now it's like, do I like Tarkin as a villain? I think I do. He's a good villain, Brett. It definitely adds to the Clone Wars side of him that we see. Like, when we see him in the Citadel and just, like, super being a dick. And, like, and we see him prosecuting Ahsoka. Again, super being a dick. So, like, we see more of why he is like this, I guess, to say. Which, like, I know, like, some people are like, why do you, like... Every, why does everybody need to have a sad backstory? And I like appreciate that he didn't have a sad backstory. He was just raised to be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, go become dickish in the forest. Kill all the other animals and beings and things. Great. Good luck. Why? Why? Why is that what makes us a Tarkin? I don't like it. it that seems very unnecessary. There can be other things that make us a Tarkin, like our last names. And who our parents are. <laughs> there are no parents in Star Wars. Um, <laughs> there are no moms in Star Wars. There are some parents, unfortunately. <laughs> with very, very bad relationships with their children, usually. Um, but yeah, you know, we get... And even, like, the insight into just his thought processes. Like, as he's chasing down the... What's his name? Teller? And his, you know, merry band of uh, folks, like, seeing him track it down and, like, pinpoint, you know, who's in this, what they're up to, where they're about to go next, how he can lure him to, into this trap. Like, oh, well, he's going to do this, but he's going to know that I'm going to know this. And, like, that was super lit. And I was like, okay, okay. You're still really bad. You're still a genocidal maniac. But I like you much more as a villain. Yeah, it's it definitely compelling is, I think the right word because it it gives you it gives you background to him and it makes you like it gives him a little more menace I think when you watch it a new makes hope you, yes. knowing it that make, he, like <laughs> no sorry I no so I, I, I was just gonna no, say like knowing matter. just knowing that like he's not the good cop to Vader's bad cop yeah he just like like he would just as soon stab you. He's just, like, going to talk you to death first. Yeah. That's a, that's a two bad cop situation. Yeah. Classic, two bad, two cop. Classic bad cop, bad cop situation. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, oh, sorry. Good. You... Uh, I had a point. Where did it go? Where did it go? Uh, nope. Doesn't matter. Don't know what it was. Cool. I'm, now, I'm, now I'm just writing titles. Great. Well, thank you all for listening to episode 117 of the Book Wars pod. Next week, we are going to be starting Alphabet Squadron by Al Alexander... I almost called him Alphabet Freed. Alphabet Squadron <laughs> by Alexander Freed. Famously named, famously renamed after uh, their book came out, yeah, Alphabet definitely. Freed. Yeah, it was, it was a bold choice, but I think it worked out for him. Um, we're reading the start of the book through chapter five. Please, while you're staying inside and not going out in your fucking idiot states that are opening up and not requiring people to p wear masks... 
Wear uh, masks. Read out and also squadron. don't don't leave the house mostly. Yeah, mostly just don't just, leave the house. Yeah. Um, while you're not leaving the, the house, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at BookWarsPod. BookWarsPod at gmail.com if you want to email us. And rate, review, and subscribe to both us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed. It is the best way for people to discover the show. Uh, and uh, while people need entertainment during this time, just, just make them give them something else to hate besides the world. They can hate us. Uh, donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon if you have the means. It helps us cover our hosting and production costs and give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod when you do we will give you photos on our instagram of porkchop orca and jasper uh so it's very very important that you give us coffee also we do want to take this moment to give a shout out to drew uh very good friend of the pod always submits questions unlike the rest of you slackers um also known as Paya's dad in We are thinking of Kaya and you know, we, we love you. We love you both. Yes. Uh, our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Book Wars Pod for Miranda and Kristen and Kate, who will be back next week. I'm Chris, and we'll talk to you soon. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> She's alive. You were supposed to be asleep. (laughs) Yeah, literally sleeping the entirety up till now. (laughs)